Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the Vegan Business Tribe podcast with myself, David Pennell, founder of Vegan Business Tribe, broadcasting to you around the world on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your pods. And also now in glorious video on YouTube too. And if you have a vegan business, or you're just thinking about starting one, then Vegan Business Tribe is here to support you and to inspire you, not just to build a vegan business, but to build a successful vegan business. And we are now only weeks away from Vegan Business Tribe Live at the London Olympia on the 18th and 19th of November 2023. And that's part of VegFest UK. And Vegan Business Tribe Live, it is sponsored by the amazing Keith Lesser and his team at Vegan Accountants, who I know all listen to this podcast, but we could not run Tribe Live without the help of our amazing sponsors. So, If you are a limited company based in the UK who's got a growth mindset, then do book in a session with vegan accountants to talk about having an accountant that shares your ethics and mission. And over the last month, I've been previewing some of our speakers who are going to be at Vegan Business Tribe Live. And today, I'm bringing you an interview with Chloe Bullock from Materialize Interiors. Now, Chloe, not only is she supporting Vegan Business Tribe Live as one of our micro-sponsors, but she's also going to be on one of our panel discussions about using your business as your vegan activism. Because Chloe, she has been one of the leading lights in the vegan interior design movement. And I do not say that lightly. She has been recognised by PETA, or People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals, as their designer of the year. And her company, Materialize Interiors, it is a registered B Corp. And Chloe herself, she's been featured in The Telegraph, in Forbes, in Vegan Food and Living magazine, and lots of other media as well. And she was also, get this, she was recently commissioned by the Royal Institute of British Architects, or REBA, to author their book on sustainable interior design. So I wanted to talk to Chloe about all of this. And Chloe, she's also one of our Vegan Business Tribe members too. And it's just been great to be able to support her and follow just this continuing rise to fame that she's had over the last couple of years. And it doesn't matter if you've got much of an interest in interior design or not to get a lot out of this interview. Because I think a lot of the time, People assume that you need to be doing food or drink to have a vegan business. But Chloe, she provides both a business-to-business and a consumer service as her vegan business. So hearing how she brings her vegan ethics into the company and how she interfaces with the clients, not just in what materials she selects and how she markets herself as a vegan business, it's a real learning point for us all.
And just before we jump into the interview, again, we could not bring you this podcast without the support of our amazing sponsors, who are Vegan Accountants, The Vegan Publisher, Mad or Make a Difference Promotions, and Mindful Wealth. And you're going to hear more about these amazing vegan businesses later in the ad break. But just a note... Don't skip the ads. And I know it's tempting when you're listening to a podcast just to to skip forwards when the adverts come on. But all our sponsors, they are all ethical vegan businesses just like you. And they're all members of Vegan Business Tribe as well. I have personally worked with each and every one of them. And I'm telling you, they're companies that you should really be aware of if you have a vegan business. So give them a listen and remember to mention Vegan Business Tribe when you do get in touch with them. Okay, so let's go. I just wanted to break off for a second to ask... Are you just following this podcast without being a member of Vegan Business Tribe? Because if you are, then let me tell you, you are missing out on about 80% of everything that goes on at Vegan Business Tribe, including incredible resources and a vibrant community of like-minded vegan business owners from around the world. Because as a member of Vegan Business Tribe, you'll gain access to hundreds of hours of online courses and guides and masterclasses in our Vegan Business Academy to help you grow your vegan business. You'll also get to attend our regular online networking meetups where you can promote your business and just forge those connections with fellow vegan business owners just like you. Plus, if you need more direct advice and assistance, you can join us on a live business clinic or you can post a question in our community hub where all our other members plus our vegan business experts are waiting to help you out. And the best part It's just £18.99 a month. And at the same time, you'll also be supporting the work that we do to champion the vegan business scene around the world. And just to add that we've now also recently introduced one-to-one business coaching and mentoring with myself or one of our vegan business experts. And that's available to a select number of our members. So if you're really looking to take your vegan business to the next level, then we've got you. Don't just lurk on the sidelines. There is a whole community of vegan businesses who want to get to know you and support you. Just head to veganbusinesstribe.com. Click on that big join button on the homepage and I cannot wait to connect with you and discuss your vegan business or your next big idea. I am joined today by Chloe Bullock, who is the founder of vegan interior design company, Materialize Interiors. And Chloe, there are a lot of things that I want to ask you about today because you've got so much going on at the moment. But I wanted to first start by asking about this concept of vegan interior design. So explain how you use your design skills to help the vegan cause and just tell me what Materialize Interiors actually does. Thank you so much for having me here. It's been brilliant to be a member of the tribe. Um, so vegan interior design, it, you know, it obviously shouldn't need to exist. 
but sadly, um, you know, animals are um, obviously used in our industry and not so obviously used in my industry as well. And um, it's funny because I, I used to work for the body shop early in my career and that was a retailer trying to, you know, convey their ethics through their spaces so we we weren't using animal tested products in the shops and we weren't using animal products in the shops but only when I switched from commercial to residential did I realize the whole host of other things that are being used so um yeah the you know um the wool and silk and ev everything you know all the fabrics that are used and then the things that are hidden as well so um so it kind of was always in my company's DNA um I've been going nearly 18 years now. So um, I started my company straight after leaving Body Shop after being there for 10 years. And I just carried on doing it the same way. So, yeah, it's kind of, um, it's and it's not just about how we treat animals, it's how we treat, treat people as well. So it's kind of being conscious and responsible in the work. And you just mentioned there that animal derivatives, they can get into absolutely everything, can they? So when we're talking about vegan interior design, we're not just talking about those obvious things like leather and fur. We're going right down to things like what paints are used, glues used in furniture. You know, that kind of list just goes on. It's it's incredible. And I still don't think I've got a handle on it all, but I'm trying my best to keep up with it. And, um, you know, the more... Uh, communication I have with my suppliers the more transparent they become and tell you know often they'll tell me things I didn't even think to ask <laughs> so but so in a way being out there and saying the word vegan as part of my offer um sort of helps my suppliers to be clear with me as well Absolutely. So can I just ask, what kind of people look for a vegan interior designer? Because from the experience of ourselves and many of our vegan business tribe members, we find that over and again, the biggest marketplace for a vegan business is usually selling to non-vegans. And when I talk to everyone from, I don't know, vegan web design companies, even through to vegan hotels and B&Bs, they tell me that the majority of their customers don't actually identify as vegan. So do you find the same with your clients also? Yeah, I mean, while I, you know, my dream client would be a vegan and yeah, to be involved in a hotel project would be amazing because that's a lovely way to show people how you can demonstrate the comfort and the, what does it feel like, you know, the textures and the, the feel of it. So, um, but yeah, uh, although I've had some small projects for vegan clients, most of my clients are more interested in the general ethics of what I'm offering and even for many years a lot of the clients were getting vegan interiors even though they didn't ask for them <laughs> I was doing it in stealth mode you know I kind of these days we don't we have so many choices there's so much on offer that it isn't kind of like this small palette so if I'm showing people things that are better the fact that I'm not showing them animal products within that offering, well, that, you know, that's fine. It's better for their health. It's better for the environment. It's better for animals. So, yeah, I've just kind of 
left some things out. <laughs> and I love this conversation because I know looking through your website that you've done a lot of work with shops and offices and restaurants as well as, well as people's homes as well. So do you find that your service ever leads to having those wider conversations with non-vegan customers? I mean, th- there's an obvious hypocrisy here of somebody wanting to be more ethical with their interior design and then going off and eating an animal for lunch. So how much yeah. do you try and educate people beyond the actual project that you're commissioned to work on? I know I have had times when it's kind of been I've had a client ring me and say I'd worked on a property which didn't happen but then someone else came to take on this property and they were a burger restaurant and they were like you won't want to work for us and I I did a bit of soul searching and you know I didn't want to I thought if I close down the conversation they'll think that that's what vegans are like Um, So I went to meet them and they're a a lovely family business. Um, The the communication was very open between us and, um, you know, I told them I didn't like what they were doing, (laughs) not in a judgy way, but kind of they could see that I was a a friendly person and I was um, soft but direct in what we were talking about. Um, So in the end, I did work for them. And they asked me so many questions. They expanded their vegan offering. They got um, involved in tree planting. And every now and again, I'll get a question about something, you know, operational that could we be doing in a better way. And they've sort of, yeah, it's kind of turned into, I mean, obviously, I'd love them to change their business, but that's not the real world, is it? Um, So, yeah, I think keeping the door open was really quite important. And it was an eye opener for me as well. And it's always about planting those seeds as well. You know, one thing which you might have heard me say over and over again at Vegan Business Tribe is if you are a vegan business and you just work with vegans, you've kind of missed the point of having a vegan business in the first place. We're wanting to make that change. And a lot of the time it means engaging the non-vegans and the non-vegan companies as well. Yeah, for sure. And yeah, it's it's been really important to just keep people engaged in my message. It's it's. It was difficult because at the beginning I um, I took a course that um, I realised that I was the first one in the UK designer to have taken it. So then I was thinking, well, what do I do with this vegan word? Do I say it or not? And I just felt that because I was the first one, because I was in a position where, you know, I am a agile uh, micro business. I can make decisions for myself and I decided to say it out loud. Um, I know I really confused some people, <laughs> some clients and maybe, but um, yeah, I decided to use the word and because it is accurate, I'm, I'm, you know, I want to be authentic in business and I want to be accurate and say what I do. Um, I don't want to say I'm plant friendly or cruelty free because I'm not using derivatives of animals in the interiors as well. So, yeah. I think this is a conversation we've had with many of our vegan business tribe uh, um, uh, members as well. You know, this whole idea that people want to use vegan companies and a lot of the time we we are scared to say that word. We're we're scared to say that we are a a vegan interior designer or a a vegan web designer or a vegan accountant or something like that. But what we really find is people see veganism now as a little bit of a shortcut, meaning that you are environmentally conscious and ethical and everybody wants a conscious and, and an ethical supplier to their business. So I don't think it's got the same stigma that the word maybe had, you know, five, ten years ago. 
I really feel like, um, you know, I'm in the sustainability world. I, I talk about sustainability a lot. I'm, I'm part of Interior Design Declares, which is a declaration for my industry, which Jex um, is involved with from Persona Abode as well. And I just feel that the animal element of sustainability is often not spoken about. It's all about carbon or at best it's sort of like water footprint and, you know, um, pollution and and the animal element is a huge in that, whether it's from an animal perspective or the effect of those industries on everything else. But I feel it's kind of true sustainability to not include animals as well. So people, planet and animals, I, so often you just hear people and planet, don't you? And I just want yeah. to shout out, and animals. <laughs> Yeah, there's that whole conversation around environmental sustainability and the most environmental sustainable thing you can do is go vegan. And I, I think it's worth mentioning at this point also, you, you just mentioned a couple of the other things that you're involved with, but your hard work, it was recognised by Peter this year or the people for the ethical treatment of animals and they named you as their compassionate designer of the year in their 2023 Vegan Homeware Award. So what did getting that award mean to you? Um well, uh, floods of tears for a day. <laughs> no. Honestly, it's meant so much because um, I've followed it for, for years. It's been, I think this is maybe the eighth year it's been going. And I've just been so impressed, you know, the, the designers that they've awarded it to and, you know, and there's sort of like a little envy thing going on. But at the same time, I'm so happy that there's so many of us, you know, Um and yeah, I was thrilled. It's so it means such a lot to be recognised for that because I've been a pizza business friend as long as I've known about them. And and actually they are the sort of foundation of the course that I took. Their investigations, undercover investigations, were the sort of, you know, the backup to everything that the course was teaching us. You need the facts, even though they were so hard to watch and that it was dreadful. But um yeah, I kind of really valued what they were doing and um so yeah i i'm chuffed to bits i don't think anything else will come near <laughs> well i've got to ask because i mean you have done quite well with getting yourself in the news over the last couple of years you have been featured in uh, the telegraph i think it was you've been in forbes yeah. vegan food and living so uh, this wasn't your first award either so i've got to ask has this been behind the scenes a, a bit of a coordinated effort have you had a bit of a pr strategy running in the background no, not really. Wow. Not really. <laughs> um, I thought you were going to um, tell me that, that you've got your own PR agent, that they've been putting you up for these sort of things. But no, all, all, all that's just come from the work you've done. Yeah, I mean, uh, so I've been very lucky. I, I live in Brighton and um, there's been some support down here from the Green Gross Platform, who are now called Clean Gross Platform. And they've got things like uh, Carp calculating your carbon and they've helped me with things like that um but they i went to a uh it was a one morning thing about um making a press kit and it was it was so good because you know when you just go to those things that are just like the essence of what you really need and so she, she was just sort of she just said right you will need this one page thing that you can send out let people know what you're doing that you know the key points of what you do and I've had that sitting on my website and she's she also talked to us about uh was it called journal requests and you know when help her help a journal help a reporter out harrow as well so I kind of she 
in that one morning she told us so many helpful things and I just tried to keep on it really but now it's just been me <laughs> it's my company is just me um and I've got an accountant and I try and use as much software to support what I do as possible and thank you for telling us about AI and making us less scared of it because um I think there's some stuff there that is going to help small businesses like mine. Absolutely. And we have been covering AI, as you're saying, a lot of vegan business tribe at the moment, because yeah. I think if you do have a vegan business, you know, then it's your kind of mission to make that business as successful as possible, because we're, we're using our skills to move a vegan cause forward. So if there's a tool out there that's going to help you do that, you shouldn't be scared of it just because it's unfamiliar. You, you should go and take a look to see if it's something that's going to going to help your business become more successful. But by the things you just said there, it sounds like there has actually been some effort in the background to actually get you you know get you in front of these journalists using those uh, uh, platforms like Harrow and things like that as well so yeah, th yeah. Th 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 there's been a little bit of that it's not just necessarily fall into your lap you have made these things happen oh and I've yeah and I have had um you know I've been going nearly 18 years so there's been I mean I honestly David I'm not trying to creep up to you but your podcast is is a bit like having coaching <laughs> you know I'm hearing the, the self-defense and things like that it's it's all stuff that we as vegan businesses need to hear and I need to work on more. But I have had, I've been involved in group coaching in the past and I've had, um, during the pandemic, I had a coach who was sort of teaching us about uh, email, oh dear, what do you call them? When you're, you, you sort of like do, um, you have something to get people to sign up to your list and then you keep in touch with them. And that I was already... The lead magnets I think you're talking about. <laughs> that's it yeah and it was kind of great to learn about all of that I it feels a little bit icky to me I don't like that too much of that sort of automation I like to be me contacting people but um it was good to understand that and also understand the value of having a newsletter list and keeping that you know because Every, everybody always says what happens if your social media disappeared have you got everybody's email address to keep in touch with them and I know that a lot of people um, well first of all I just want to share learnings with people I'm quite happy I don't need them to come back to me as customers but I know that there's sometimes people who may want you in the future and they want to keep in touch so I can share some tips and tell them things that are going on so yeah I've kind of valued that so yes I guess but I haven't got a sort of team of people helping me but I do you know I I, I try and keep my education up Absolutely. And, and having that marketing in place, I mean, something like winning an award, that is a brilliant piece of marketing. So can I ask, has it actually made any difference? Has it opened up some opportunities for you? I think because it came a bit later in the year, it's kind of it was hitting summer holidays time. So it might not have come out, but it's fine. We've had some good coverage. It's, a, it's just amazing to me. But, you know, when I have... Um, won awards in the past it's such a boost you know it's it's because sometimes it's you know it's hard in business isn't it sometimes you just feel like oh I don't know you keep going at this and and then when somebody recognizes that you're talking away about something that's quite different to the rest of your industry oh it's amazing it's really good to have a boost 
Do you want to speak at more events? Do you want to get invited onto podcasts like this one? Well, it's far easier to do that if you can say that you have written a book. So let me tell you about The Vegan Publisher. Their founder, Matali, she is a best-selling business author herself. And Matali and her team, they will lead you through that entire process of becoming a published author, transforming you into the thought leader of your industry and writing a book it isn't just a great marketing activity to get you more clients trust me being a published author it will open up doors to opportunities that you never even knew existed so even if you think you don't have the time to write a book or even if you don't know what you might write a book about go take a look at theveganpublisher.com to find out more If you are a UK vegan business, wouldn't it be better to have an accountant that shares your ethics? Well, vegan accountants have got over 30 years of experience and they're a vegan founded company. And just to add, they're also our accountants at Vegan Business Tribe because they just get us. They understand why we do what we do and they make sure that we're doing it in the most tax efficient way possible. Keith and his team, they've been massive supporters of our mission at Vegan Business Tribe. So if you are an established UK business with a growth mindset and you want an accountant that is going to help you grow and shares your mission as well as saves you tax, then just go to veganaccountants.co.uk to find out more. Well, I also want to talk about then, because there's been another big change that happened this year in the company, and that's that you've become um, a certified B Corp. And just in case people aren't familiar with this whole B Corp movement, this is a registration process, I think, that a company can go through to demonstrate that they're operating um, just at those higher standards in terms of their social and environmental impact. And you mentioned the body shop earlier, and, and they are a registered B Corp company. So I've got to ask... Why, as a relatively small business, was it important for Materialize Interiors to become a B Corp too? Well, I've I've sort of admired it since it's been going. Um, I I feel that it's kind of um, a more generally recognised certification, um, and I've sort of studied some other things in the past, but my clients don't know anything about it. So then you've got to educate the clients to understand what you've just done. And um, I just really, you know, I don't think any of these things are perfect, but it it kind of was as close to being what I needed it to be to to show clients that I'm not only conscious in how I work, but how my business operates as well. I just really wanted to do it. And I, I've written this book and and one of my um chapters in the book is is about ethical business and I thought well if I'm writing about it I need to put myself through the process of it so I can truly tell people how how it is so it just it was going to happen at any some point but I kind of got on and did it for the book really well I've actually heard a lot of companies talk about how hard this process can actually be to become B Corp you know just you're saying yourself there you want to put yourself through that process so what did you actually need to do did you need to make any major changes in the businesses to get B Corp registered because I sort of carried on doing what I learned from the ethical business that body shop did so I you know from the start I was using a an ethical bank I was conscious of where I was spending money 
we used to um, go and do voluntary work regularly. Um, so I just sort of carried on all those things. I, I do beach cleans. I just um, paying suppliers on time, trying to use people that are local, being conscious with your waste and renewable energy. You know, it's kind of just stuff that I was doing. So that that part of um, the B Corp process was really quite straightforward. <laughs> the thing, um, I mean, they, I, I scored really well. I do a giving back part of my business, which is uh, 5% of the turnover. It used to just be my um, profit, but now I've made it my t turnover is donated to charities and a, a lot of those are animal charities but there's also some people and planet charities as well um so I scored very highly there so but there's definitely areas to work on um you know being an interior designer I'm specifying things that could be from all over the world that could be damaging and you know so while they they don't get into all the detail on that but they want to know some of it so there's definitely areas to work on absolutely and how long did that whole certification process take um so the it took nine months altogether and to begin with i you i would just urge everyone just to go straight to the impact assessment and just start filling it in because you know it's only until you sort of see the gaps that you know where you've got to go and do a bit of work and I think the only way of doing that is to start the process it's completely free to fill out the assessment and um, and then yeah you can identify where you need to work and so mine was nine months to begin with I was filling out things as a big company and thinking this feels really strange because I'm just me and then um someone from the B lab comes in and just sort of adjusts things and checks you're in the right category and oh you're a micro business right you you're so then some of the questions went away and you know you have to write about processes in your company and when you're a one person it's quite a strange thing to do <laughs> but, but it um, definitely sounds like there's a real fit in that if you're already a vegan business and you're already an ethical business and you're already you know involved in a lot of those kind of projects trying to give back it sounds like there's not going to be much alignment needed to be able to get something like like the b corp certification uh, can i ask what what was there any cost involved there so to get to the point where i knew if i was going to score well or not and it was free and then it was something like 700 pounds to be certified and then every three years you recertify and they want you to improve they don't want you to stand still so um you know i'm, I'm already sort of thinking of areas so i can see where i can improve and and sort of working on them already um yeah so it's, it's a it's a cost it's definitely a cost it meant it meant a lot to me to do it so um but you can still be an ethical business without being certified. You know, you don't have to have a badge for everything. <laughs> I know a lot of ethical businesses that aren't B Corp, you know, but, and, and actually I, I used to, I've still got it. My ethics statement on my website has always been there and I've just added and added to it as I've kind of thought, Oh, I suppose people might want to know about that. And then that actually really helped me with my B Corp certification process as well. So, yeah, I, I think it's good to just start listing what you're doing. It urges you on to do more. Um, 
yeah so it one the way i sort of put it is um there's a um a building standard that i've studied in the last year as well and they call it you've got your footprint and you've got your handprint so your footprint is the negative effect and the handprint is the positive so you know doing things for a community and and putting things back is your handprint as well as any kind of you know i like to plant mangroves these days instead of trees because mangroves will grow quicker and and have more of a positive impact but yeah i'd like to think of it as handprint and footprint really what a wonderful way to put it. Now, you did just mention earlier there about another project that you've uh, been working on. I think we're allowed to say that you have been commissioned by the Royal Institute of British Architects to write their book on sustainable interior design. So tell me a little bit about that project too. Well, that was a, a bit of a shock. So um, a bit out of the blue, I'm, I'm very involved with my professional body, the BIID, um, which I've been a member for 10 years and it's been brilliant and I've got more and more involved in it. But we sit alongside Reba um, and they, yeah, they've got this publishing arm and they really wanted a, a designer to write about it. And I guess I talk about things on LinkedIn and they might have seen me there and they knew about me from the professional body. And they approached me to write this book and um, I kind of said, oh, I'd love it if it was a bit more like this, because this is the book I'd like to read. And they were so open to that and it was lovely. And um, so for a year until 1st of August, um, I was writing it. So to begin with, it was part time and at the end it was full time. And I'm really happy with it and I'm excited to inspire my industry with it. So the way it's constructed is it's 11 chapters of different um, approaches into a sustainable interior. What would draw you in? For me, it would be circular economy and um, vegan interior design and ethical business. But for other people, it might be using regenerative materials or designs or um you know uh, a people-based you know the conscious of the people in the supply chain or or using vernacular materials so i've kind of given all these different routes for um a, a designer or their client to kind of get a handle on so that at the end <laughs> they, they get a sustainable interior just to show what's possible really so it's it's quite a book of inspiration really with projects from across the world and again i love this because i mean this goes back to momentum a little bit you know we talked about all these things of of getting yourself in the news of being active on linkedin or making sure that people you know see what you're talking about and get on board with your mission and that's what leads to these kind of opportunities because i think when we're talking about vegan businesses we're talking about using our skills to move the vegan and in your case for sustainability causes forwards but now with a project like this you're having a real impact on your whole industry not just the individual clients that you work with personally I know and when when I was having a wobble about doing this book because I knew it was going to be a big thing this isn't I'm, I'm not somebody you know I, when I study it I have to really study hard you know and it's not all sitting there and um, but well there were two things but one thing was I thought if I don't do this book the person they ask won't write about animals mm-hmm and and then the second thing was I came to the vegan business clinic and sort of said I'm having a wobble about this 
and you all you all said do it do it <laughs> i remember was... that session i remember session and, and that's one of our vegan business clinics that we run at vegan business type and i remember when you came in and you were so unsure about doing this just because of the the, the huge commitment it was going to be it was so supportive it was it was amazing and it literally you know i was i was back on it and and you know everything whenever i get to situations like that i think about that that quote that i put up every year which is being about being the voice for the voiceless you know and and that being your motivation and so yeah i need to always dig deep and think of that because it's the people and the animals I, i'm really concerned about when animals are unfairly or cruelly treated there's also people being cruelly treated as well you know they 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 are one and the same and you know it's not a surprise when you really think about it so yeah i i was very spurred on to get on with it then <laughs> that's absolutely wonderful to hear and yeah those kind of business clinics they're just a great environment to you know to get amongst the people who are on that same mission as you are because when you do things just happen so much quicker when you've got those people who support your exact same mission so that, that's that is wonderful to hear did you know that in the uk alone there is currently around three trillion pounds invested in pensions and much of that money it's helping to fund harmful industries like tobacco fossil fuels, gambling, and animal agriculture. So if instead you want to put your money where your heart is, then Jay Street is the founder of Mindful Wealth, our UK-based independent and vegan financial advisor here at Vegan Business Tribe. And because they are truly independent, they're not restricted to any specific investment range, so they can find the best option that works for you both financially and ethically. Although do note that the value of your investments, it can go down as well as up. But you don't need to have a lot of money invested to make a difference. If you want to talk about your financial planning, whether you're just starting your journey or you need a little guidance on how to create and maintain good habits, then book a free discovery call with Jay by heading to mindfulwealth.uk. If you are looking to get your business in the news or on the radio or interviewed on TV, then no one's going to get your company noticed like Karen Ridges and her team at Mad Promotions. And Karen, she's been at the forefront of the vegan media scene for the last 20 years. And Mad Promotions, they're also our media partners at Vegan Business Tribe. So if you've read about us in plant-based news or in Economist, then that's probably because Karen got that story there. So if you are an ethical company or entrepreneur that wants more media coverage, and if you're a company that is looking to make a difference, then that's literally what Mad Promotion stands for. Karen, she's worked with Veganuary, VegFest, and all the other big names. So go find out more at mad-promotions.com. But Chloe, I want to kind of wrap up this conversation with a final question about your advice to others. And we've just been talking about, you know, support for other people running vegan business. So if somebody is also thinking about getting into vegan interior design, I know that you have mentored a couple of people. So do you get people coming to you saying that they want to be a vegan interior designer? And if so, what kind of advice do you give them? 
I do get quite a few inquiries and, and you know, try and help as many people as I can. Um, so it's it's difficult. I sometimes, well, I think, I, I don't know if I'm ducking out of it for them, but, you know, the, the hard time that I had saying vegan, um, if somebody's starting out, perhaps they just need to do it the stealth way that I was doing it for a while until they kind of establish themselves because it's hard enough getting in, established in business anyway. And interior design is, you know, I'm not saying it's hard, but it's complex. There's a lot of elements to it. Um, and to be setting up a small business in something quite complex, you know, there's there's a whole lot of things that could go wrong. So I, I kind of think get your foundations perhaps but have your ethics presence but sometimes you need to speak to people in different ways and I know that you talk about this um, with us often but you know sometimes I don't use vegan to clients that aren't just aren't going to understand that so I just tell them that I'm unlikely to show them any animal products you know or, or you know I'm not going to get involved with you buying this because <laughs> I don't approve and I, might, I will tell them why but um yeah it's I, I don't want to sort of um, backstep on the pushing the ethics and the cause, but if somebody's trying to, yeah, set themselves up, sometimes, you know, the, the sustainability covers all of it and we, you know, we can do different parts of it in different strengths. I bet you think I'm backing out of the vegan cause here, don't you? <laughs> But no, I, do I, find I, myself I tell you that. what, Chloe, that that whole idea that, you know, you have to be an entry point to veganism somewhere. And sometimes if you come up with to somebody who has very, uh, you know, very bad preconceptions of what veganism is, uh, you will just come up against a brick wall. So that whole idea of planting seeds, you know, vegan by stealth, you don't have to win the argument. You just need to change their view on something and plant a seed for the future. So I think that whole idea of, of doing vegan by stealth first, it works for so many businesses. It's funny because the example that I could give is my professional body. I was, uh, we were at a, an event together and there was lots of the people there and, and they, they just knew me as me, but they, they also knew me as the vegan designer, but hadn't married the two together. And that, you know, one, one point somebody said, Oh, you know, you're the vegan interior designer. And I'm like, yeah, they're like, you're really friendly. It's kind of like I'd come in and got to know them all and they knew, they know that I'm not going to bash them over the head with things, but they also know that I'm not going to be afraid to tell them that I disagree and why and try and show them other ways. So, yeah, I think I think there's, there's ways into this activism um, and using it at the right time sometimes. Absolutely brilliant. Well, I have been talking with Chloe Bullock, who is the founder of vegan interior design company Materialize Interiors. And if anybody wants to find out more about the work you do, if they want to talk to you about a project, where do they go, Chloe? You can go to my website. There's um, an inquiry button on there and I can um, have a discovery call or just, um, yeah, there's lots of ways on there to contact me. But I, I like I like LinkedIn and uh, Instagram so I'm, I'm there quite a lot as well fantastic so that is materializeinteriors.com and you're also going to be one of our speakers at Vegan Business Drive Live on the 18th and 19th of November at the London Olympia 2 in fact you're actually one of the event sponsors oh it's brilliant it's I, I really love Veg Fest and it's great to be a part of it thank you for having me there no it's going to be great looking forward to it
Absolutely amazing. Well, thank you so much for your time, Chloe. And I'm sure that we're going to speak again soon. Oh, thanks so much. Thanks thanks for all you do for us, David. You, you're brilliant. Thank you. And thank you for your kind words. Honestly, I'm not paying her. <laughs> <laughs> I loved recording that interview. And just a reminder, you can also meet Chloe at Vegan Business Tribe live at the London Olympia. And that's on the 18th and 19th of November 2023 as part of VegFest UK. And it's sponsored by the amazing vegan accountants. And if you can get to London, then I want to see you literally camped out at our stage for those entire two days. Do go check out the full speaker lineup on the website at veganbusinesstribe.com and click on that Tribe Live 2023 tab for everything that you need to know. And also, if you've not yet signed up as a member of Vegan Business Tribe Live, then, well, first of all, what are you playing at? But while you're at our website, also click that big join button on the homepage and just take a look at everything that you get access to as a member. Because when you surround yourself with other people who are on the same ethical business journey that you are. People like Chloe from Materialize Interiors, who is also one of our Vegan Business Tribe members. It makes such a difference. And everything that we do, not just putting out this podcast, but all the other content we create in our Vegan Business Academy, the online networking and business clinics that we run as part of a tribe, you know, the courses we produce and all the other work that we do in just championing the vegan business scene around the world. We could not do that without the support of our membership and our members in our thriving community. So if you both want help, but also to support us helping other vegan businesses at the same time, please do go sign up with us at veganbusinesstribe.com. So that is it. And thank you just so much for giving up your time to join us for another episode please do subscribe or give us a like or a comment or even a five-star review if you want to help us keep growing this podcast. And I'll see you on the next one.